You see Elon coming to Twitter and he cuts 80% of the workforce. Why? Because Twitter was already built. But once it's built, you don't need the construction crew still there to like watch the building. Welcome to Bullish, where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue. And this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm. All while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington, and welcome to Bullish. Boom, people. Welcome back to the show. Today, I wanna share something that's absolutely changed our teams change my executive team, how we think, how we go to, we do a lot of retreats. I like to take my team out offsite, do retreats where we can plan, think bigger. And oftentimes it's, it's sometimes hard <laughs> as the CEO or the leader. It's sometimes it's easy to get people to think big, but sometimes it's kind of hard. And a lot of people have these little incremental ideas. They're trying to scale or maybe certain agendas for their team. And it's oftentimes a little tricky when you have a, a growing and a bigger organization to really have everyone think and think big and play. There's actually a great book called Play Bigger. Highly recommend it. Talks about this concept. But I want to share something that's absolutely changed our business and our dynamic. And I, I did a full talk on this at Fund Launch Live. And I, I was introduced to this by two people. So first off, I was at a mastermind group and they started to talk about this concept that when you brainstorm something and you ask the question, how do we 2X our company? How do we like double? There are hundreds of ideas that can come up. So you can do this with your team, have get a whiteboard and everyone, how do we 2X? We could do social media, we could do ads, we could do this, we could have this partnership. There's a lot of ways to 2X your business. You could probably make a big list of brainstorming all this stuff. Actually, I did this with my team. So we brainstormed all the 2X ideas. And then you turn around and you say, okay, that's great and all, but how can we 10X? What's funny is it goes from about a hundred ideas down to maybe one or two ideas. Literally, if we had to 10X our business in the next 18 months or my left arm got chopped off, what would we do <laughs> to 10X our revenue or 10X our EBITDA, whatever number you want to track? And literally write it down on our board. And like, what would we do to get to, you know, 50 million of EBITDA in 18 months or 70 million of EBITDA? That's a hard question. We asked this to my team last week. We all kind of went quiet. And we looked through this list of hundred ideas and we kind of, we circled one or two, I think it was actually just one. We actually, we actually just nailed it down to one idea that was like that would 10 X our business. If we could nail that one thing that would 10 X our business. And it's an interesting thoughts that because there are a lot of incremental gains me and you can do every day, which are great. And we should still do those and still work on those. A team should work on those. But however, the vision, the leadership, the top-down leadership, if you focus on 2X gains, the problem is you chase a hundred rabbits and you end up catching none of them. If you chase one rabbit, you might catch that one rabbit. And if you can drive focus and energy on maybe one bigger goal, that would not just, you know, 0.75X or whatever the or 1.5X your company, but would 10X your company is, is massive. There's a great guy that wrote this book called Dan Sullivan. I'm gonna give him a huge shout out. The book is actually called 10X is easier than 2X. Now I know the Grant Cardone people, it's like just 10X your goals, just write a zero. It's like, it's kind of dumb. And I've actually hated that forever. I've hated the concept and I don't, I'm not telling you to do that. I hate, literally I hate when people are like, okay, whatever your goal is, smash it up and throw it away because it's not big enough. You got to think 10 times bigger, add a zero to that number. And it's like, okay, dude. Okay. And they're like that goal. Okay. Crash that goal off Add another zero. You got to think. And it's just like, it's kind of just, I don't know. They say it tongue in cheek for these, these speakers, people that say it. I'm not saying to do that. The book though is called 10 X is easier than two X. The concept is that Dan writes out in this book, Dan Sullivan, it's actually easier 
to chase a 10x goal than it is to chase a 102x goals. It's easier to focus your team. It's actually easier to in, uh, recruit good employees that want to go after a 10x goal. It's easier to uh, give them stock options or an ESOP, an employee stock uh, options program. Because they know, they look at this goal and they go, are my shares, if I stay here and maybe I get paid a little bit less salary, they might 10X over the next 18 to 24 months if I stay here and work through this. All of a sudden, it's easy to recruit talent. It's actually easier to raise capital from venture capitalists or other people, whatever you're trying to do for your company when you're going after a 10X goal versus small little incremental 2X goals. You get better evaluations, you get better employees, you get better capital markets. All these things line up when you go after one 10x goal versus 100 little 2x goals. Hey, hey, what's going on, people? Hope you're enjoying the show. This is Bridger Payne's in here. So if you've liked the show so far, if you're more of a visual learner, we actually post almost all of these to YouTube. So if you go look me up, Bridger Pennington on YouTube, we're there. We actually have a ton of different content on funds and different business structure and strategy stuff that we kind of don't touch on on the podcast, but are more visual-based stuff. So if you're a visual learner, go to YouTube and go check me out, Bridger Pennington on YouTube. With that, we'll get back to the show. Thanks, guys. And this concept actually has drastically changed my business and how we've approached with fun launch. And right now we, we literally just had a meeting, me and Mason, about how we've got all these little initiatives we're chasing. We have all these little things we're chasing. It's like, those are fine and all, but if we're really gonna center our resources, let's go after the one thing that may 10X our business. And even if we don't 10X, it might 8X our business or 7X or, or open new doors to other things. Now I'm gonna share one or two other things. When you start to do this and think like, so I run a brute, Fun Launch is a bootstrap business. I actually take pride in that, that we have bootstrapped since day one. I've never raised an outside dollar for Fun Launch. Me and Mason put initial capital in. We've only played with house capital since that. We've grown to now over 20 million in revenue in about three years of, you know, whatever the market cap is today, but, you know, a, a very decent sized eight figure company. And uh, it's funny, we just had this meeting though, and we've, we think like a bootstrap founders. And I said, Mason, maybe we need to think like venture founders. This is how venture founders think. They push people to a lot of times subscriptions. Subscriptions generate the highest multiple on capital markets. Meaning, uh, if you're a subscription, like SaaS, software as a service companies get huge multiples. Why? Because they can build a software that plugs into a business, a B2B sale that is very crucial for you to work in your business. We use a ton of these softwares. I use monday.com and there's Salesforce and there's QuickBooks and all these other companies. Those are B2B SaaS companies. And we keep paying for them as long as our business is alive. And we will continue. It's not like a, a want, it's a need for our business. Now, the way they think about it, this is how they do the math. A really, I mean, high-flying company is going to get like a 30X or a 25X, okay? A, a normal, let's just do normal, let's say like an 8 to 10X on your monthly, or excuse me, annual recurring revenue, ARR. This is how, this is how a startup thinks. So if you have a, a product that's $97 a month, how much could you spend to acquire that customer? A lot of people would say, well, $97. I could spend $97 and I would acquire that customer for 97 a month. That's not how venture capitals think. They think in terms like this, well, 97 a month times 12 months is $1,100 a year. Now there's gonna be some churn in there and people will fall out, but let's just, let's just say it's about a thousand bucks a month. The math is 1164, but let's just say it's a thousand, a thousand a year, excuse me that that customer will generate. So now you can do the math. How much would you pay for a customer that would generate you a thousand bucks a month? Well, maybe up to about a thousand dollars or a year, excuse me, I keep saying month, a year. But they take it a step further, venture capitalists. They say, well, hold on. Every subscriber 
we get about an, let's call it an 8X, eight, let's just call it, let's do an 8X just to be very conservative, an 8X revenue on that client per year. So then you take this $1,000 number and you times it by eight. Well, that one customer just added $8,000 of market cap to our valuation. So all of a sudden I can spend $5,000 to acquire a customer that pays me 97 a month. Why? Because it just added $8,000 of market cap to our company's evaluation. So these companies will go out and raise gobbles of venture capital dollars and they dump it into sales and marketing and product development because every single subscriber that pays 97 a month adds $8,000 of market cap to their company's evaluation in a high growth company. Now, again, we can talk more about valuations and good and EBITDA and margins and everything, but I'm just giving you general roundabout numbers. So all of a sudden you start to think about that. You times that out. So if I get a hundred customers paying me 97 a month, hundred people, that's not that many people. That's $800,000 of market cap that I just added to my company's evaluation. So all of a sudden you go, huh, maybe I'll give away a Ferrari. What if I gave away a Ferrari to anyone? We're gonna give it to one person, but you're in the pool. If you join and are subscribing to us for 97 a month and the Ferrari costs $400,000. Well, it's a fun giveaway. Now, like in the fun giveaway, it drives subscribers. Some of those subscribers will churn. We know that. But overall, it's gonna add a lot of market cap to us. And all of a sudden, you start to, it starts to make sense. You start to see these companies that spend huge marketing dollars to throw big events or do other things to add subscribers. Why? Because it pushes market cap higher in their business. Now, every business is different. I'm just giving you general numbers of SaaS, but all of a sudden, it starts to make sense. You go, huh, what actually can we spend to acquire a customer? How much uh, affiliate commission can I pay? How much can I pay a sales rep to close a $97 a month customer? If they're going to pay me a thousand a year, maybe I could pay that rep a couple hundred dollars. All of a sudden you see how these companies take this big, it's called a J curve where they drop in valuation. They actually go negative. They spend, they burn a lot of capital to grab subscribers that will then eventually, they finally find product market fit. They become profitable. And then from there they can scale like crazy. And by the way, the reason big private equity firms or public markets sometimes pay 25, 30X these companies is because once it's built, like a SaaS company, for instance, a lot of the engineers that built the product don't need to be there anymore because it's very scalable. Once it's built, it's built. Yeah, there's bugs, there's things you gotta, and there's maybe more product development in the future that needs to be done, but the product is already built. It's not like a service-based company where you have to like call up every client. It's just a software that automates this subscription and subscribers pay every single month. You see Elon coming to Twitter and he cuts 80% of the workforce. Why? Because Twitter was already built and you can fire 80% of the staff that built it because they don't need, like, it's like, it's like uh, hiring a construction crew to build you a building. And yeah, that takes a lot of money to build a building, but once it's built, you don't need the construction crew still there to like watch the building. Yeah. You need an inspector and people to fix things and stuff. A few people, you don't need thousands of people to be there to build the building. They can move on to the next building. And so what can happen is a private equity firm will pay 30 X And then they come in, they buy the company, they strip out all the builders, all the construction workers that are still there. They pay them out or whatever they do. And all of a sudden they they run this company. It's not a 30X anymore. It's like an 8X because their margins are so good. Um, So anyways, I digress. That's kind of the game that's played here. So um, hopefully this gives you a sense of 10X versus 2X. 
something I'm in, I mentioned this, I'm in a couple of masterminds, but they've been hounding. And this is why all companies have now moved to subscription-based models. Every subscriber adds an incremental amount to market cap. I mean, Meta just came out with their blue checked verified. It added, uh, it was something like $400 million of revenue for Meta to have people that paid for their blue check. It's like $15 a month. But think about that on a high growth company. I don't know Meta's, I haven't pulled up their, their X, but let's just call it an 8X, okay? That added something like, I don't know, four to $6 billion of market cap. So if, now reverse, reverse it. They could have paid $3 billion to build that service. A billion is a lot of money. $3 billion to build that service. And it would have generated maybe a five to $6 billion market cap. All right, I digress, but this is the, a good thought process for your business. 10X is easier than 2X. It's a way for your team to think, for your company to think, for you to think. What are What's the one or two 10X ideas I could chase instead of chasing the 99, maybe 2Xs or 1.5Xs in your company? All right, my name is Bridger Pennington. Hope you guys enjoy. See you guys later.